welcome to the Freestyle podcast series, bringing you real stories from those living with diabetes. We hear about the challenges they face and hope to provide some inspiration for living your best life. I'm Claudine, and in this episode, we'll get a slice of farming life as we talk to Laura Yates. She's been living with type 1 since she was 13. Laura says her diabetes has made her more able to cope with life's challenges, and there's always plenty of those on a family farm. Please remember that before making any changes to your diabetes management, discuss these with your healthcare team first. Hi, Laura, and welcome to the Freestyle Podcast Series. It's so great to have you with us. Hi, thank you for having me. I feel very honoured to be featured on the podcast alongside so many of your incredible guests. Oh, thank you. So let's start by talking about your diagnosis. Uh, so you've grown up on a family farm in Shropshire. Tell us a bit about your life before type one. Yeah, so um, very luckily, I grew up on our family farm, which is in the rolling hills of Shropshire, where my family still run a beef, sheep and arable farm. And we previously milked cows up until last year. So I've come from generations of farmers on both sides. Both my mum and dad are from a long line of farmers. So I guess you could say it's in the blood. This meant I spent a lot of time outside as a child, summer holidays, just filled with helping out my dad on the farm, spending lots of time with sheep and cows and never having the opportunity to get bored. That sounds like quite an interesting life as a child. I'm sure you were spending lots of time up trees and running around in open fields, which is fab. Oh yeah, very much outdoors. (laughs) So you were diagnosed at 13. Can you tell us a bit about what signs there were and how you came to the diagnosis? Yeah, so back in summer 2008, I was really quite poorly. I lost a lot of weight. Uh, I was very lethargic, no energy at all. And one of the main things was just how extremely thirsty I was all the time. Not that I really noticed, but my mum and dad clocked onto it that something wasn't right and luckily they knew the symptoms of diabetes and worked out that perhaps it could be type 1 diabetes. So I went to the doctors who took my glucose reading which was mega high and then later that evening I was rushed into hospital where I started my diabetes journey. So diagnosis is a big part in lots of people's lives and it changes how you know, you lead your life. How did you react in the first few weeks? It was a massive shock for me. Uh, I was only just 13 and absolutely hated needles, had a massive phobia of needles and I'd never been into hospital for anything really before. I'd always been healthy throughout my childhood. So to get that diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, it was hugely overwhelming And I had so much information bombarded at me. It was really tricky to get my head around how to manage diabetes, to not let it affect my daily life. And what would it stop me doing? What could I still do? What did my life look like long term? And crucially, I think at that age, could I still do everything with my friends that I I had been doing? What, What about everyone else? Yeah, it was it was really tough and it took me a long time to get used to having diabetes. And I guess at that age, as you say, you've just started secondary school within the last kind of year. So you're 
finding your feet with all that and then all of a sudden you've got this massive life-changing diagnosis and that you need to come to terms with yeah and as a teenager I think there's so much pressure to fit in and you're more concerned with what everyone else is doing than kind of what's going on inside your body so it was it was really quite scary Did you try and find inspiration in any other people with diabetes and find any role models or did you not really reach out in that way to anybody? I think I was quite reluctant to talk about my diabetes at that time. So I wouldn't say I necessarily reached out, but something that definitely sticks in my memory was my dad telling me about Sir Steve Redgrave being type 1 diabetic and saying, look, if he can go to the Olympics and be the best in the world and win all those medals. Diabetes isn't going to stop you doing anything. So that definitely gave me some inspiration. No, and he's a fantastic role model, as you say. He's achieved so much in his life. Um, <laughs> what, what's stopping anybody? <laughs> and did you know anyone who had type 1 when you were diagnosed? I didn't, actually. No, I knew nothing about type 1 diabetes, so I learned a lot. And actually, I realised there was a girl in my class at school that had had type 1 diabetes for a long time. And I didn't know until I was diagnosed because she didn't really talk about it. So it wasn't until I received that diagnosis that I was more aware of it. That's really interesting, actually. So you knew firsthand that someone had been in your class and you had no idea. So that must have been a relief in a way to know that she's kind of got on with her life and it's not interfered too much. Absolutely. And to know that there's someone else in the same position as you, it's really reassuring. Did she help? Could you have conversations with her as like a buddy system? Yeah, it was definitely some support for me. And as I've gotten older, I've realised there is so much value in asking for help and reaching out to other people who are in the same position. Diabetes is something that I was once quite embarrassed about and didn't want to talk to people about. And as I've got older, I've realised that it's it's not that at all. It's something to embrace and be proud of. So um, obviously you talked there about how you changed as you've got older. When was the turning point of you wanting to talk about diabetes and your relationship with it? I think that gradually over the years, as I've realised that I can still do everything that I want to do, regardless of whether, ha- whether I have type 1 diabetes or not, I can go away to uni. I can go on holidays, I can go to festivals, I can travel the world for a year, I can do absolutely anything that anybody without diabetes can do. It's given me that confidence and by speaking to more people about my diabetes rather than hiding it, it's shown me that people don't say, oh, what's that? That's weird. People are actually amazed when you tell them that you do multiple injections every day and and I think that has shown me that it's something to embrace and it's something to wear as a badge of honour rather than hiding it or being ashamed of it. And people talk obviously of diabetes being an invisible disease. No one needs to know that you've got it unless yeah. you tell people. What are your thoughts on talking about it and bringing it more to the forefront of everyday conversation in your life? 
I'm really passionate about talking about diabetes because I think there are so many misconceptions. People don't necessarily know the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes because there are so many more people with type 2 diabetes and often it's referred to on the news as just diabetes. People don't know the difference and it can be seen as a bad thing that you get for having a poor lifestyle or not looking after your health and actually that's not the case and I think it's really important to educate people about the symptoms and how to how to recognize those symptoms of type 1 diabetes because doing that could save somebody's life. Yeah no that's really um, an interesting way to look at it and completely agree. I think the increase in social media as well. Do you think that's made a big difference in the communities that have developed for people with type 1? Yeah, absolutely. There are so many diabetes-related accounts on Instagram and pages on Facebook and that sense of community. I think it's so helpful knowing that there are so many other people going through the same daily battle that you are and actually these people are talking about their bad days as well as their good days especially for me living in a rural place where there aren't actually that many people with type 1 diabetes just by the population size to be able to speak to people and share ideas and learn from thousands of other people across the country and across the world it is so beneficial and it really opened your eyes to what other people are doing and trying and, and ideas for what, what might work for you. It's so reassuring. You know you're not the only one. And it can make you feel so much better. Yeah, no, definitely. Go quick swish through Instagram and you quite quickly see, don't you, that there's a, a massive army of people out there yeah. ready to support you. And you can learn things from each other as well. Yeah, which is so important. As you know, we've spoken to so many people over the time through the podcast series, especially who've said just that little bit of knowledge or information that someone else has found out has been really beneficial to them in different scenarios. So let's talk about the farm. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't speak to many 20 year olds who um, work on a farm. So what's it like? Busy. <laughs> <laughs> No, a 20-year-old isn't your stereotypical farmer figure, especially somebody that's outside of the farming community. But I feel very, very lucky to live where I do and to have the upbringing that I've had. I think, especially over the past year, I have realised just how lucky I am to have so much green space around me. And it's definitely a privileged position to be in. Just to be able to go out, and enjoy the fresh air and be surrounded by sheep and cows that have no idea whatsoever about COVID-19. It has been, yeah, I feel very lucky. You said earlier, you know, that you've got um, both sheep and cattle on the farm. So it's a very hands-on job. So how do you manage your type one whilst concentrating on obviously looking after the animals? Yeah, so as much as I don't like to let type 1 diabetes rule my life it's a big factor that I have to consider day to day to ensure that I can still get up and go every morning so 
the freestyle libra system has been really helpful in giving me complete awareness of my glucose levels and helping me to see exactly what my glucose levels look like when I'm out and about on the farm and being active all day long which has been especially beneficial whilst we've been in the midst of lambing season. Uh, it's so busy day and night. We're out there trying to look after the newborns and the expectant mothers. And it's very hands-on. So rather than nipping backwards and forwards into the house to wash my hands and prick my fingers and check my blood glucose, to just be able to scan, it's so much quicker and easier. And it saves me so much time. What's one of the best bits of farming that you find you enjoy the most? Oh, absolutely seeing new lives, new calves and new lambs. It, that's definitely the main perk to the job for me. No matter how many animals you see born, there's nothing quite like it. No, that must be quite an incredible, incredible moment the first time that you um, get to experience all those, all those new little baby lambs. Yeah. <laughs> So your grandfather's a bit of a legend in the farming community <laughs> and you've now carried on part of that legacy. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, my grandfather would definitely be smiling if he heard that. Uh, so whilst I was growing up, my grandparents lived on the farm, which was just around the corner from where I lived with my family. And he had a massive influence on my life. I spent a lot of time with him. And he actually wrote a weekly column in our local newspaper, which was based on farming. And he did that for over 50 years. And it's something that I have picked up the baton on. So I now write once a month in our local paper, just telling people what we've been up to on the farm and what particular issues are facing the farming industry at the current time. So... I feel really proud to have taken up that job and doing my bit to educate people on some of the misconceptions and what actually goes on on day-to-day -day life on the farm. And mental health and isolation can be quite a big issue within rural life and obviously living quite a long way from the cities and you know the hustle and bustle of that side of it. Is that also true for the diabetes community? Do you think there are similarities between the two? Yeah, I definitely think there are similarities. I think within farming, there's the feeling that you have to just get on with life no matter what it throws at you. And that has instilled resilience in me to just get on with things. But I think there's so much value in, in talking about your problems as well. And when you are struggling, it's okay to admit that and to seek help from others. And I think with diabetes as well, whatever problems you face, it's likely that someone else has faced that problem before. So there's, there's so much value in reaching out to others. And you said earlier that you wanted to go to university and live all that side of your life the same as any 18-year-old yeah. would. <laughs> Did you find that there was any things that you couldn't do because of your diabetes or were you adamant that that wasn't ever going to be the case? I was pretty adamant that I was <laughs> going to do everything that I wanted to do before <laughs> diabetes came along. I think one of the biggest challenges for me was drinking when I went away to uni and having all that newfound freedom away from parents and 
wanting to party like everyone else um but just having that sensible that sensible thought in my head and and trying not to compromise my health as well as having a good time that was really important so looking back now do you think there was enough information given to your parents and teenagers around their diagnosis I think I was absolutely bombarded with information when I was diagnosed, to be honest. There was so much to learn and I wanted to learn it all straight away and know my diabetes inside out straight away, which obviously is impossible. But I think for my parents, actually, it's only as I've gotten older, I've realised how difficult it must be for them and how tricky it must have been at the time and and how frightening it must have been to see your child so ill in hospital. I think that there is so much support for children, but perhaps more is needed for parents. No, that's definitely an interesting thing to have said. I guess there can be the the balance of too much information. It can be probably a bit daunting initially with all the different types of management plans and what you can and can't do. Yeah, and um, just trying out different options and seeing what works best for you. So finally, if there's any young people listening to your story, what advice would you give them? I would say if there was anybody out there who was the same age as me when I was diagnosed, don't be afraid to reach out to other people with diabetes and don't be afraid to talk about your diabetes because it's not something to be ashamed of. We should be proud of, of how we manage our diabetes on a daily basis and actually by opening up and being aware of those support networks around you, it can be so helpful on a day-to-day basis and long-term as well. Thank you so much. That's all we've got time for, Laura, left on this episode. And thank you for sharing your story and your experience. If you want to follow Laura's adventures on the farm, she's at Farming Life of Laura on Instagram. And if you want more information about living with diabetes, then check out our fantastic education site, Freestyle Progress. There you can find the Freestyle Academy, tutorial videos, webinars, and the rest of this podcast series. That's all online at progress.freestylediabetes.co.uk. Thanks for listening and see you next time. The information provided is not intended to be used for medical diagnosis or treatment or as a substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your physician or qualified health provider regarding your condition and appropriate medical treatment. Individual symptoms, situations and circumstances may vary.